Section 16 of the Story of a Soul by St. Therese of Lisieux, translated by Reverend Thomas Taylor. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Counsels and Reminiscences of Sir Therese, the Little Flower of Jesus. Part 2 I had grieved her and gone to ask her pardon. If you but knew what I feel, she exclaimed, never have I more clearly understood the love with which Jesus receives us when we seek his forgiveness. If I, his poor little creature, feel so tenderly towards you when you come back to me, what must pass through our Lord's divine heart when we return to him? far more quickly than i have just done will he blot out our sins from his memory nay he will even love us more tenderly than before we fell thought break i had an immense dread of the judgments of god and no argument of sartorise could remove it one day i put to her the following objection it is often said to us that in God's sight the angels themselves are not pure. How, therefore, can you expect me to be otherwise than filled with fear? She replied, There is but one means of compelling God not to judge us, and that is to appear before him empty-handed. And how can that be done? It is quite simple lay nothing by spend your treasures as you gain them were i to live to be eighty i should always be poor because i cannot economize all my earnings are immediately spent on the ransom of souls were i to await the hour of death to offer my trifling coins for valuation our lord would not fail to discover in them some base metal they would certainly have to be refined in purgatory. Is it not recorded of certain great saints that, on appearing before the tribunal of God, their hands laden with merit, they have yet been sent to that place of expiation, because in God's eyes all our justice is unclean? but i replied if god does not judge our good actions he will judge our bad ones do not say that our lord is justice itself and if he does not judge our good actions neither will he judge our bad ones it seems to me that for victims of love there will be no judgment god will rather hasten to reward with eternal delights his own love which he will behold burning in their hearts to enjoy such privilege, would it suffice to repeat that act of oblation which you have composed? Oh, no, words do not suffice. To be a true victim of love, we must surrender ourselves entirely. Love will consume us only in the measure of our self-surrender. Thought Break I was grieving bitterly over a fault I had committed. Take your crucifix, she said, and kiss it. I kissed the feet. 
is that how a child kisses its father throw your arms at once around his neck and kiss his face when i had done so she continued that is not sufficient he must return your caress i had to press the crucifix to both my cheeks whereupon she added now all is forgiven thought break i told her one day that if i must be reproached i preferred deserving it to being unjustly accused for my part she replied i preferred to be charged unjustly because having nothing to reproach myself with i offer gladly this little injustice to god then humbling myself i think how easily i might have deserved the reproach the more you advance the fewer the combats or rather the more easy the victory because the good side of things will be more visible then your soul will soar above creatures as for me i feel utterly indifferent to all accusations because i have learned the hollowness of human judgment she added further when misunderstood and judged unfavorably what benefit do we derive from defending ourselves leave things as they are and say nothing it is so sweet to allow ourselves to be judged anyhow rightly or wrongly it is not written in the gospel that saint mary magdalene put forth excuses when charged by her sister with sitting idly at our lord's feet she did not say martha if you knew the happiness that is mine and if you heard the words that i hear you too would leave everything to share my joy and my repose no she preferred to keep silent blessed silence which giveth such peace to the soul thought break at a moment of temptation and struggle i received this note the just man shall correct me in mercy and shall reprove me but let not the oil of the sinner perfume my head it is only by the just that i can be either reproved or corrected because all my sisters are pleasing to god it is less bitter to be rebuked by a sinner than by a just man but through compassion for sinners to obtain their conversion i beseech thee o my god to permit that i may be well rebuked by those just souls who surround me i ask also that the oil of praise so sweet to our nature may not perfume my head that is to say my mind by making me believe that i possess virtues when i have merely performed a few good actions jesus thy name is an oil poured out and it is in this divine perfume that i desire wholly to plunge myself far from the gaze of mankind thought break 
it is not playing the game to argue with a sister that she is in the wrong even when it is true because we are not answerable for her conduct we must not be justices of the peace but angels of peace only thought break you give yourselves up too much to what you are doing she used to say to us you worry about the future as though it were in your hands are you much concerned at this moment as to what is happening to other carmelite convents and whether the nuns there are busy or otherwise does their work prevent you praying or meditating well just in the same way you ought to detach yourselves from your own personal labors conscientiously spending on them the time prescribed with the perfect freedom of heart we read that the israelites while building the walls of jerusalem worked with one hand and held a sword in the other this is an image of what we should do avoid being wholly absorbed in our work thought break on sunday therese relates i was going toward the chestnut avenue full of rejoicing for it was springtime and i wanted to enjoy nature's beauties what a bitter disappointment my dear chestnuts had been pruned and the branches already covered with buds now lay on the ground on seeing this havoc and thinking that three years must elapse before it could be repaired my heart felt very sore but the grief did not last long if i were in another convent i reflected what would it matter to me if the chestnut trees of the carmel at lisieux were entirely cut down i will not worry about things that pass god shall be my all i will take my walks in the wooded groves of his love whereon none dare lay hands thought break a novice asked her sisters to help her shake some blankets as they were somewhat liable to tear because of their worn condition she insisted rather sharply on their being handled with care what would you do said therese to the impatient one if it were not your duty to mend these blankets there would be no thought of self in the matter and if you did call attention to the fact that they are easily torn it would be done in quite an impersonal way in all your actions you should avoid the least trace of self-seeking thought break seeing one of our sisters very much fatigued i said to soeur therese it grieves me to see people suffer especially those who are holy she instantly replied i do not feel as you do saints who suffer never excite my pity i know they have strength to bear their sufferings and that through them they are giving great glory to god but i compassionate greatly those who are not saints and who do not know how to profit by suffering they indeed awake my pity i would strain every nerve to help and comfort them thought break were i to live longer it is the office of infirmarian that would most please me i would not ask for it 
but were it imposed through obedience i should consider myself highly favored i think i should fulfill its duties with much affection always mindful of our lord's words i was sick and you visited me the infirmary bell should be for me as heavenly music and you are purposely to pass by the windows of the sick that it may be easy for them to summon you consider yourself as a little slave whom every one has the right to command could you but see the angels who from the heights of heaven watch your combats in the arena they are awaiting the end of the fight to crown you and cover you with flowers you know that we claim to rank as little martyrs but we must win our palms god does not despise these hidden struggles with ourselves so much richer in merit because they are unseen the patient man is better than the valiant and he that ruleth his spirit than that taketh cities through our little acts of charity practised in the dark as it were we obtain the conversion of the heathen help the missionaries and gain for them plentiful alms thus building both spiritual and material dwellings for our eucharistic god thought break i had seen mother priors showing as i thought more confidence and affection to one of our sisters than she extended to me expecting to win sympathy i told my trouble to sartorise and great was my surprise when she put me the question do you think you love our mother very much certainly otherwise i should be indifferent if others were preferred to me well i shall prove that you are absolutely mistaken and that it is not our mother that you love but yourself when we really love others we rejoice at their happiness and we make every sacrifice to procure it therefore if you had this true disinterested affection and loved our mother for her own sake you would be glad to see her find pleasure even at your expense and since you think she has less satisfaction in talking with you than with another sister you ought not grieve at being apparently neglected thought break i was distressed at my many distractions during prayers i also have many she said but as soon as i am aware of them i pray for those people the thought of whom is diverting my attention and in this way they reap benefit from my distractions i accept all for the love of god even the wildest fantasies that cross my mind thought break i was regretting a pin which i had been asked for and which i found most useful how rich you are said therese you will never be happy thought break the grotto of the holy child was in her charge and knowing that one of our mothers greatly disliked perfumes she never put any sweet-smelling flowers there not even a tiny violet this cost her many a real sacrifice one day just as she placed a beautiful artificial rose at the foot of the statue the mother called her Thérèse, surmising that it was to bid her remove the rose was anxious to spare her any humiliation she therefore took the flower to the good sister and forestalling all observation said look mother how well nature is imitated nowadays would you not think this rose had been freshly gathered from the garden thought break there are moments she told us 
when we are so miserable within that there is nothing for it but to get away from ourselves at those times god does not oblige us to remain at home he even permits our own company to become distasteful to us in order that we may leave it now i know no other means of exit save through the doorway of charitable works on a visit to jesus and mary thought break when i picture the holy family the thought that does me the most good is the simplicity of their home life our lady and saint joseph were well aware that jesus was god while at the same time great wonders were hidden from them and like us they lived by faith you have heard those words of the gospel they understood not the word that he spoke unto them and those others no less mysterious his father and mother were wondering at those things which were spoken concerning him they seemed to be learning something new for this word wondering implies a certain amount of surprise thought break there is a verse in the divine office which i recite each day with reluctance i have inclined my heart to do thy justifications for ever because of the reward i hasten to add in my heart my jesus thou knowest i do not serve thee for sake of reward but solely out of love and a desire to win thee souls thought break in heaven only shall we be in possession of the clear truth on earth even in matters of holy scripture our vision is dim it distresses me to see the differences in translations and had i been a priest i would have learned hebrew as so to read the word of god as he deigned to utter it in human speech thought break Sir therese often spoke to me of a well-known toy with which she had amused herself when a child this was the kaleidoscope shaped like a small telescope through which as it is made to revolve one perceives an endless variety of pretty colored figures this toy she said excited my admiration and i wondered what could provide so charming a phenomenon when one day after a lengthy examination i found that it consisted simply of tiny bits of paper and cloth scattered inside a further examination revealed that there were three mirrors inside the tube and the problem was resolved it became for me the illustration of a great truth so long as our actions even the most trivial remain within love's kaleidoscope so long the blessed trinity figured by the three mirrors imparts to them a wonderful brightness and beauty the eyepiece is jesus christ and he looking from outside threw himself into the kaleidoscope finds perfect all our works but should we leave that ineffable abode of love he would see but the rags and chafe of unclean and worthless deeds thought break i told saint therese of the strange phenomena produced by magnetism on persons who surrender their will to the hypnotizer 
It seemed to interest her greatly, and next day she said to me, Your conversation yesterday did me so much good. How I long to be hypnotized by our Lord. It was my waking thought, and verily it was sweet to surrender him my will. I want him to take possession of my faculties in such wise that my acts may no longer be mine, or human but divine, inspired and guided by the spirit of love. Thought Break Before my profession, I received through my saintly novice mistress a very special grace. We had been washing all day. I was worn out with fatigue and harassed with spiritual worries. That night, before meditation, I wanted to speak to her, but she dismissed me with a remark. That is the bell for meditation, and I have no time to console you. Besides, I see plainly that it would be useless trouble. For the present, God wishes you to suffer alone. I followed her to meditation, so discouraged for the first time I doubted of my vocation. I should never be able to be a Carmelite. The life was too hard. I had been kneeling for some minutes when all at once, in the midst of this interior struggle, without having asked or even wished for peace, I felt a sudden and extraordinary change of soul. I no longer knew myself. My vocation appeared to me both lovely and lovable. I saw the sweetness and priceless value of suffering. All the privations and fatigues of the religious life appeared to me infinitely preferable to worldly pleasures, and I came away from my meditation completely transformed. Next day I told my mistress what had taken place, and seeing she was deeply touched, I beg to know the reason. God is good, she exclaimed. Last evening you inspired me with such profound pity that I prayed incessantly for you at the beginning of my meditation. I besought our Lord to bring you comfort, to change your disposition, and to show you the value of suffering. He has indeed heard my prayers. Thought break. Being somewhat of a child in my ways, the holy child, to help me in the practice of virtue, inspired me with the thought of amusing myself with him, and I chose the game of ninepins. I imagined them of all sizes and colors, representing the souls I wished to reach. The ball was love. In December 1896, the novices received for the benefit of the foreign missions various trifles towards a christmas tree and at the bottom of the box containing them was a top a rare thing in a carmelite convent my companions remarked what an ugly thing of what use will it be but i who knew the game caught hold of it exclaiming nay what fun it will spin a whole day without stopping if it is well whipped and thereupon i spun it around to their great surprise Sir Therese was quietly watching us on Christmas night after midnight mass. I found in our cell the famous top with a delightful letter addressed as follows. To my beloved little spouse, player of nine pins on the mountain of Carmel, Christmas night, 1896, 
my beloved little spouse i am well pleased with thee all the year round thou hast amused me by playing at ninepins i was so overjoyed that the whole court of angels was surprised and charmed several little cherubs have asked me why i did not make them children others want to know if the melody of their instruments were not more pleasing to me than thy joyous laugh when a ninepin fell at the stroke of thy love-ball my answer to them was that they must not regret they are not children since one day they would play with thee in the meadows of heaven i told them also that thy smiles were certainly more sweet to me than their harmonies because these smiles were purchased by suffering and forgetfulness of self and now my cherished spouse it is my turn to ask something of thee thou wilt not refuse me thou loveth me too much let us change the game nine pins amuse me greatly but at present i should like to play at spinning a top and if thou consent thou shalt be the top i give thee one as a model thou seest that it is ugly to look at and would be kicked aside by whoever did not know the game but at the sight of it a child would leap for joy and shout what fun it will spin a whole day without stopping although thou art not attractive i the little jesus love thee and beg of thee to keep always spinning to amuse me true it needs a whip to make a top spin then let thy sisters supply the whip and be thou most grateful to those who shall make thee turn fastest when i shall have had plenty of fun i will bring thee to join me here and our game shall be full of unalloyed delight thy little brother jesus thought break i had the habit of constantly crying about the merest trifles and this was a source of great pain to sir therese one day a bright idea occurred to her taking a muscle shell from her painting-table and holding my hands lest i should prevent her she gathered my tears in the shell and soon they were turned into merry laughter there she said from this onwards i permit you to cry as much as you like on condition that it is into the shell a week however before her death i spent a whole evening in tears at the thought of her fast approaching end she knew it and said you have been crying was it into the shell i was unable to tell an untruth and my answer grieved her i am going to die she continued and i shall not be at rest about you unless you promise to follow faithfully my advice i consider it of the utmost importance for the good of your soul i promised what she asked begging leave however as a favour to be allowed to cry at her death but she answered why cry at my death those tears will certainly be useless you will be bewailing my happiness still i have pity on your weakness and for the first few days you have leave to cry though afterwards you must again take up the shell it has cost me some heroic efforts but i have been faithful i have kept the shell at hand and each time the wish to cry overcame me i laid hold of the pitiless thing 
however urgent the tears the trouble of passing it from one eye to the other so distracted my thoughts that before very long this ingenious method entirely cured me of my sensibility thought break owing to a fault which had caused sartorais much pain but which i had deeply repented i intended to deprive myself of holy communion i wrote to her of my resolution and this was her reply little flower most dear to jesus by this humiliation your roots are feeding upon the earth you must now open wide your petals or rather lift high your head so that the manna of the angels may like a divine dew come down to strengthen you and supply all your wants good night poor little flower ask of jesus that all the prayers offered for my cure may serve to increase the fire which ought to consume me thought break at the moment of communion i sometimes liken my soul to that of a little child of three or four whose hair has been ruffled and clothes soiled at play this is a picture of what befalls me in my struggling with souls but our blessed lady comes promptly to the rescue takes off my soiled pinafore and arranges my hair adorning it with a pretty ribbon or a simple flower then i am quite nice and able without any shame to seat myself at the banquet of angels thought break in the infirmary we scarcely waited for the end of her thanksgiving before seeking her advice at first this somewhat distressed her and she would make gentle reproaches but soon she yielded to us saying i must not wish for more rest than our lord when he withdrew into the desert after preaching the crowds would come and intrude upon his solitude come then to me as much as you like i must die sword in hand the sword of the spirit which is the word of god thought break advise us we said to her how to profit by our spiritual instructions go for guidance with great simplicity not counting too much on help which may fail you at any moment you would then have to say with the spouse in the canticles the keepers took away my cloak and wounded me when i had a little passed by them i found him whom my soul loveth if you ask with humility and with attachment after your beloved the keepers will tell you more often you will find jesus only when you have passed by all creatures many times have i repeated this verse of the spiritual canticle of st john of the cross messengers i pray no more between us send you know not how to tell me what my spirit longs to know for they thy charms who read forever telling of a thousand more make all my wounds to bleed while deeper than before doth end i know not what my spirit grieve with stammerings vague and of all life bereave thought break if supposing the impossible 
God himself could not see my good actions. I would not be troubled. I love him so much, I would like to give him joy without his knowing who gave. When he sees the gift being made, he is, as it were, obliged to make a return. I should wish to spare him the trouble. Thought break. Had I been rich, I could never have seen a poor person hungry without giving him to eat. This is my way also in the spiritual life. There are many souls on the brink of hell, and as my earnings come to hand, they are scattered among these sinners. The time has never yet been when I could say, Now I am going to work for myself. Thought break. There are people who make the worst of everything. As for me, I do just the contrary. I always see the good side of things, and even if my portion be suffering, without a glimmer of solace, well, I make it my joy. Thought break. Whatever has come from God's hand has always pleased me, even those things which have seemed to me less good and less beautiful than the gifts made to others. Thought break. When staying with my aunt while still a little girl, I was given a certain book to read. In one of the stories, great praise was bestowed on a schoolmistress who by her tact escaped every difficulty without hurting anyone's feelings. Her method of saying to one person, you are right, and to another, you are not wrong, struck me particularly, and as I read, I reflected that I would not have acted in that way because we should always tell the truth. And this I always do, though I grant it is much more difficult. It would be far less trouble for us, when told of a worry, to cast the blame on the absent. Less trouble, nevertheless, I do just the contrary. And if I am disliked, it cannot be helped. Let the novices not come to me if they do not want to learn the truth. Thought break. Before a reproof bear fruit, it must cost something and be free from the least trace of passion. Kindness must not degenerate into weakness. When we have good reason for finding fault, we must leave it and not allow ourselves to worry over having given pain. To seek out the delinquent for the purpose of consoling her is to do more harm than good. Left alone, she is compelled to look beyond creatures and to turn to God. She is forced to see her faults and to humble herself. Otherwise, she would become accustomed to expect consolations after a merited rebuke, and would act like a spoiled child who stamps and screams, knowing well by these means its mother would be forced to return and dry its tears. Thought break. Let the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, be ever in your mouth and in your hearts, if we find any one particular person disagreeable, 
we should never be disheartened much less cease our endeavour to reform that soul we should wield the sword of the spirit and so correct her faults things should never be allowed to pass for the sake of our own ease we must carry on the war even when there is no hope of victory success matters nothing and we must fight on and never complain i shall gain nothing from that soul she does not understand there is nothing for it but to abandon her and that would be the act of a coward we must do our duty to the very end thought break formerly if any of my friends were in trouble and i did not succeed in consoling them when they came to see me i left the parlor quite heartbroken soon however our lord made me understand how incapable i was of bringing comfort to a soul and from that day i no longer grieved when my visitors went away downcast i confided to god the sufferings of those so dear to me and i felt sure that he heard my prayer at their next visit i learned that i was not mistaken after this experience i no longer worry when i have involuntarily given pain i simply ask our lord to make amends thought break what do you think of all the graces that have been heaped upon you i think the spirit of god breatheth where he will thought break mother she one day said to the prioress were i unfaithful were i to commit even the smallest infidelity i feel that my soul would be plunged into the most terrible anguish and i should be unable to welcome death mother prioress even surprised to hear her speak in the strain and she continued i am speaking of infidelity in the matter of pride if for example i were to say i have acquired such or such a virtue and i can practice it or again my god thou knowest i love thee too much to dwell on one single thought against faith straight away i should be assailed by the most dangerous temptations and i should certainly yield to prevent this misfortune i have but to say humbly and from my heart my god i beseech thee not to let me be unfaithful i understand clearly how st peter fell he placed too much reliance on his own ardent nature instead of leaning solely on the divine strength had he only said lord give me strength to follow thee unto death the grace would not have been refused him how is it mother that our lord knowing what was about to happen did not say to him ask of me the strength to do what is in thy mind i think his purpose was to give us a twofold lesson first that he taught his apostles nothing by his presence which he does not teach us through the inspirations of grace and second that having made choice of st peter to govern the whole church wherein there are many sinners he wished him to test in himself what man can do without god's help this is why jesus said to him before his fall thou being once converted confirm thy brethren that is tell them the story of thy sin
show them by thy own experience how necessary it is for salvation to rely solely upon me thoughtbreak i was much afflicted at seeing her ill and i often exclaimed life is so dreary life is not dreary she would immediately say on the contrary it is most gay now if you say exile is dreary i could understand it is a mistake to call life that which must have an end such a word should be only used of the joys of heaven joys that are unfading and in this true meaning life is not sad but gay most gay her own gaiety was a thing of delight for several days she had been much better when we were saying to her we do not yet know of what disease you will die but she answered i shall die of death did not god tell adam of what he would die when he said to him thou shalt die of death then death will come to fetch you no not death but the good god death is not as pictures tell us a phantom a horrid spectre the catechism says that it is the separation of soul and body no more well i do not fear a separation which will unite me forever to god will the divine thief someone asked soon come to steal his little bunch of grapes i see him in the distance and i take good care not to cry out stop thief rather i call to him this way this way thought break asked under what name we should pray to her in heaven she answered humbly call me little therese thought break i was telling her that the most beautiful angels all robed in white would bear her soul to heaven fancies like those she answered do not help me and my soul can only feed upon truth god and his angels are pure spirits no human eye can see them as they really are that is why i have never asked extraordinary favors i prefer to await the eternal vision to console me at your death i have asked god to send me a beautiful dream that is a thing i would never do ask for consolations since you wish to resemble me you know what are my ideas on this fear not o lord that i shall awaken thee i shall await in peace the heavenly shore it is so sweet to serve god in the dark night and in the midst of trial after all we have but this life in which to live by faith thawbreak i am happy at the thought of going to heaven but when i reflect on these words of our lord i come quickly and my reward is with me to render to every man according to his works i think that he will find my case a puzzle i have no works while well, he will render unto me according to his own works thought break the chief plenary indulgence which is within reach of everybody and can begin without the ordinary conditions is that of charity which covereth a multitude of sins thought break surely you will not even pass through purgatory if such things should happen then certainly nobody goes straight to heaven that gives me little thought 
I shall be quite content with the merciful God's decision. Should I go to purgatory, I shall, like the three Hebrew children in the furnace, walk amidst the flames singing the canticle of love. Thought break. In heaven you will be placed among the seraphim. If so, I shall not imitate them. At the sight of God they cover themselves with their wings. I shall take good care not to hide myself with mine. Thought break. I showed her a picture which represented Joan of Arc being comforted in prison by her voices, and she remarked, I also am comforted by an interior voice. From above the saints encourage me, saying, so long as thou art a captive in chains thou canst not fulfil thy mission but later on after thy death will come thy day of triumph thought break in heaven god will do all i desire because on earth i have never done my own will thought break you will look down upon us from heaven will you not no i will come down thought break some months before the death of south eyes the life of st aloysius was being read in the refectory and one of the mothers was struck by the mutual and tender affection which existed between the young saint and the aged jesuit father corbinelli you are little aloysius she said to therese and i am old father corbinelli be mindful of me when you enter heaven would you like me to fetch you thither soon, dear mother? No, I have not yet suffered enough. Nay, mother, I tell you that you have suffered quite enough. To which mother Hermance replied, I dare not say yes. In so grave a matter I must have the sanction of authority. So the request was made to mother Prioress, who, without attaching much importance to it, gave her sanction. Now, on one of the last days of her life, Sartorais, scarcely able to speak owing to her great weakness, received through the infirmarian a bouquet of flowers. It had been gathered by Mother Hermance and was accompanied by an entreaty for one word of affection, the message, Tell Mother Hermance of the heart of Jesus that during Mass this morning I saw Father Corbinelli's grave close to that of little Aloysius. That is well, replied the good mother, greatly touched. Tell Salterais that I have understood, and from that moment she felt convinced her death was near. It took place just one year later, and according to the prediction of the little Aloysius, the two graves lie side by side. Thought break. The last words penned by the hand of Sartorais were, O Mary, were I queen of heaven, and wert thou Therese, I should wish to be Therese, that I might see thee, queen of heaven. End of Councils and Reminiscences of Sartre's Therese, The Little Flower of Jesus, Part 2